You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. guess what? I've got a new book coming out. It's called The Goddess Discovered, Exploring the Divine Feminine Around the World. And it is coming out on December 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. This book has over 500 deities in it. Part one of the book will take you into the ancient world where you will learn about ancient religions that you may have practiced during your past lives and you'll explore goddesses from the ancient Celts, the Norse, the Egyptians, the Greeks and Romans, and more. And then in part two, we will explore living religions, current modern religions, and the deities worshipped by people during our own modern times. In part three, you'll have a chance to take some past life regressions and even genealogical regressions to connect with the places where your ancestors may have worshipped these deities in the past. Pre-order The Goddess Discovered and you'll receive a free gift, a guided journey from me through my healing arts platform. I hope that this one will be a book that you will have on your shelf for years to come. And I cannot thank you enough for your support of this book. I'll have lots of events coming up. But meanwhile, you can pre-order The Goddess Discovered. And I thank you so much for your support. Namaste. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey, my dear friend, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. Guess what? My book, The Goddess Discovered, is going to be out next week. And so I thought we would have some fun today as I share a sneak peek of what you can expect inside this book. So let's take a look. So we're going to do a two-part series, one this week and one next week. So there's two major parts to the book. The first part we're going to talk about today are goddesses of the ancient world, which will include the ancient Near East, the Celtic goddesses, Greek and Roman goddesses, Mesoamerican and Inca goddesses, and Norse goddesses. So I'll share a little bit of each with you right now. 
So chapter one, um, you know I love Egypt, but I thought, um, again, because of organization and just the fact that there are over 500 deities in this book, um, for organizational purposes, we're going to call this the ancient Near East category, which will include the Egyptian. Uh, Egyptian goddesses, I'm citing different sources in each one of these chapters. So I'm looking at the pyramid texts, which were sacred writings that were written on the walls of the pyramids at Saqqara. They are funerary texts that actually date back to the 5th and 6th dynasties, and they are amongst the oldest in the world. Incredible. The coffin texts, um, some of the goddess descriptions and things are going to come from those as well. Those are spells and writings, and they go back to 2100 before the Common Era. And then, of course, the Book of the Dead. We've got to look at that one as well. And we hear a lot about the Book of the Dead, but what it is technically is it's a papyrus that also has funerary material. And it began around the beginning of the New Kingdom, which was around 1550 BCE. And then we're going to look at Mesopotamian goddesses for the Sumerian period and the Babylonian period. And so Sumeria, that is referring to the area of southern Mesopotamia and the area of Uruk, which is one of the oldest cities in the world. And then, of course, Babylon, we've heard many things about, including the tales of King Hammurabi. And so we'll talk about goddesses from those periods as well. Next, we have to talk about Celtic deities. Um, Celt is actually used to describe many, many different kinds of people who inhabited the European subcontinent during ancient times. Very, very popular goddesses. And most of what we know about the Celts was because of the Druids. They taught everything in oral tradition. And so they never wrote anything down, which is why a lot of the Celtic material is very cryptic and we're still learning more about them. So the goddesses that I talk about in that chapter will come from some of the sacred texts from Ireland, Wales, Britannia, and from the Arthurian legends of King Arthur. We will also talk about the Greek and Roman goddesses. Um, the reason why these have been combined is because, of course, the Romans came in and really adopted a lot of the Greek deities as their own. So I put them together and then we kind of compare both of the pantheons. And of course, there's some goddesses that are only Greek and some that are only Roman, but you'll see all of this. And I'll show you a sample listing here in a bit so you can take a look at what to expect. But we'll talk about the Titans for the Greek goddesses. Those are primordial deities who are children of Gaia and Uranus. Now, one thing to note is that, of course, these Titans and Olympians, etc., they are male and female. So, of course, we're only going to be looking at the goddesses. So, the female Titans and the female Olympians. Olympians being 12 major gods and goddesses who were the major deities in Greece. So, we're only going to have the Greek uh, goddesses in here, obviously. Then we'll have the Graces. That, those were the daughters of Zeus. And they basically embodied qualities of charm, grace, beauty, and creativity. 
the Oceanids. Um, these are 3,000 nymphs. And then the Nereids, and then many, many more. I'm just giving you a few, a very, very few of the many goddesses in this section. The Roman deities include the Nixie. These are birth and childhood deities. They actually believed that guides and goddesses and deities were present in every part of their lives, including every single aspect of birth and the growth of the child throughout their childhood. The Kamenei are a, another group of nymphs. They were childbirth and pro prophetic deities, so they made prophecies, they were seen as omens and things like that. And then Deconsentis, those were counterparts to the Olympians. And they are, again, six gods, six goddesses. We will be looking at the goddesses. The nymphs are female nature spirits. And the parse were, the, uh, that's the, the Roman term for the fates um, that we would call them in Greece. So these are some of the categories. There are actually many, many more categories. So I'm just giving you a brief look. Each chapter um, begins up front with a brief history of the ancient religion. We go through like the mythology where applicable, and then we talk about these different categories of deities, and then it gets right into a listing of the goddesses. Then we get into Mesoamerican and Inca goddesses. So Mesoamerican is a term that does not include Inca, but what it does include are the Zapotec, which were known as the cloud people, the Maya, which are very popular in spiritual studies, the Aztecs, the, and then the Inca are a different people um, because they are not considered Mesoamerican because they're more down there in South America, obviously. This goddess listing won't include the Olmec, although I do mention that in the chapter. Believe it or not, the Olmec only had male deities, and so they don't have any evidence of goddesses, but I do mention the Olmec culture because it is actually the earliest in Mesoamerica, and so it's important to mention them as it relates particularly to the Zapotec and those who came after them because the Olmec really did influence these other cultures. But won't be as mentioned as much again because there's no goddesses. So we'll also be using different um, ancient texts from these regions and codices, which were sacred writings in stone where we have actual written evidence of the um, goddesses that we're gonna be talking about in that section. And of course, we've got to get into the Norse goddesses. These were worshipped in early Scandinavian countries, which would include Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Iceland. They were um, attested or written about as a collection of folk tales, myths, etc., from early Germanic tribes. And so there's several sources. The Poetic Edda, which is Icelandic literature, that dates back to about 1000 to 1300 of the common era, meaning, you know, right now we're still in the common era, of course. And then there's another one called the Prose Edda, Edda excuse me, which was known as the Younger Edda. That one was written by someone named uh, Snorri Sturluson. He was an Icelandic aristocrat, and he was actually a politician, but he turned into a poet 
And no matter what he thought he accomplished in his life, he definitely became known for this work called the Prose Edda. And this is where a lot of the deities in the Norse pantheon come from. And so we'll talk about these works. Um, again, we will outline all of the Norse mythology, which is really wonderful. We'll go through the goddesses. And then also in each chapter, I give you some books. If you wanna learn more about each one of these different sections, then um, I give you a lot of good resources if you wanna learn more. So let's look at a sample listing on how you will see listings in this book. So here's Diana. She's of course the Roman goddess of the hunt. She's a very protective deity. She's in that category I mentioned earlier called de consentis. Um, so we will, where applicable in the Greek and Roman chapter obviously I'll list the Greek equivalent where known. And so Artemis is the Greek goddess that's the same counterpart to Diana. This is the goddess of animals, the hunt. She's the champion of women. She protects domestic animals. And then she was also invoked to aid with protection during childbirth, during conception. And then there's many, many iterations of Diana. She could be a triple goddess where she was Diana Triformis which would be a combination of the goddesses Diana, Luna, and Hecate. And she could also embody a huntress, the lunar feminine qualities of the moon and the underworld realms. People worship this triple goddess Diana as early as the sixth century BCE, before common era. And the poet Virgil actually said that Diana crossed the thresholds between this world and the next as a guardian. And so she protected people from evil and guarded the world so that evil could not enter our world. So she's really one of what I would also call a liminal deity. She kind of walks between the worlds. So this is the kind of listing that you will receive um, in this book. And then after we go through the section of the ancient world, we go through the living religions and goddesses, which I'm gonna talk about next week. Then there's a whole section on guided imagery where you learn how to work with the deities. So again, there are over 500 goddesses in the book. And just like all of my books in the part three, which we're gonna go over next week, there's 40 plus guided journeys and exercises. So my vision for this book is kind of multi-layered. Um, this book really came about during the pandemic because a lot of my students wanted to learn more about goddesses. This is when I was busy um, doing my Egyptian energy healing stuff. I wrote a short series on the different gnomes of ancient Egypt, like Heliopolis, Memphis, the Theban triad, the eight of Hermopolis and so forth, where we were learning about different deities that were worshiped in creation myths by the ancient Egyptians in very, very early times. And so this kind of led to um, the group of students at that time wanting to learn more about goddesses in general. And when I was out looking for goddess books, I just really wasn't finding any books that I particularly liked a lot. Now, since then I found lots of them that I'm gonna recommend to you in this book, but initially, um, you know, I've really had to dig deep to write this book. This book took several years to write. I've, I've never created anything as long as this, but this is the book that I guess I, I wanted to read myself. So, and that I hope um, will 
be exactly what my students were looking for when they requested this of me. So how I perceive this is you've got each section in the ancient world, and again, we're going to look at living religions next time. You've got um, a brief history of the religion. Then you've got all the deities, um, suggestions of other things you could read. Part three, then you take the information that you found intriguing, and then we start going on some of these guided journeys, which would include, obviously, past life regressions. You know, did you encounter these deities in the past? And then one of my other main theories and premises of writing the book has to do with the idea that, you know, we're all very judgmental in the society today about, you know, feeling that our religion is the best religion, and that that's fine if we want to think that. There's Obviously, that's great. That said, I think it's important to remember that in our past lives, we did worship different deities. And further to that, that means that our ancestors also worshiped these deities in their lives. And so I believe that one of the reasons why the society in general is so fascinated by the deities and the goddesses is because it is literally embedded in our DNA and we are bringing this forward from our ancestors. And so in order to heal this part of our ancestral heritage, I feel it's very helpful for us to just learn about different world religions, some of which may actually be ones that we know for a fact we are related to through our ancestral heritage, or maybe you took a past life journey and now you know that you're connected, for example, to the Norse mythology or something, just for example, or the Greeks or the Romans or whatever. I think that can be very healing on a lot of different levels. Also, and in a much bigger picture, I think that when we study world religions, um, we really get a chance to see the different belief systems of other people who maybe don't have the same exact belief that we do, and we can come to understanding of different cultures and peoples. And also, I talk a lot about archetypes in this book up front. We talk about there's certain archetypes that are prevalent throughout all mythology that are common no matter what part of the world you come from. You know, we all want certain things in life. This gets into some of the things that the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung talked about with his collective unconscious. You know, there's certain things that are common to all people. I don't care who you are. This is just the way it is. And so when we start to come to terms with what those things are and our connection to the similarities and the commonalities that we share with our fellow beings on planet Earth, my other big hope is that exploring this through the divine feminine can help us love each other and realize, you know, no matter what the media wants to tell us, no matter what we may sense, we really are much more common and we have so much more in common as a humanity, as a wider global population than what might first meet the eye. So, you know, can it bring world peace? You know, I don't know, but I would love to see it. I just, I love, I've always loved traveling. I think people know that. I've always loved um, meeting new people from different cultures, talking to them about their worlds and, and just learning new things because it's just so interesting. I mean, this is what makes the world interesting to live in in our current life. And then when you bring in the pieces of thinking about who we were in the past and who our ancestors may have had to encounter, I mean, 
you know, think about your ancestors. I mean, they were out there just struggling to survive, you know? I mean, it's hard. We can't even fathom, I don't think, some of the things that ancestors must have had to have gone through. And even in our own past lives, some of the things that early people go through just to survive are quite profound. And when you look at these early people and civilizations around the world, you see that they all want the same things. They need, you know, security. They need food to eat. They want companionship, love, and family. They need their health and wellness or else, you know, they can't make it out there in the world. So these are common things. And I, I would like to bring that common awareness to everyone. And then really when you're going on your spiritual journey, I just, because this book is really like a, an encyclopedia of goddesses, I'm sensing that maybe it'll sit on the bookshelf for years to come or in the Kindle or wherever it is you keep it. And it's just something that maybe over time, maybe you look at a little bit of it right now and then a year from now you might pick it up again and look at a different group of deities, you know, just something that you pick and choose over time, however it is that you're going to do that in your own journey. And the guided journey section just kind of speaks to that. There's a lot of different kinds of exercises for you to try and we'll talk more about what those are next week. But I want to just thank, you know, the students who came to my classes during the pandemic. This is when a lot of my recent releases were created was during the pandemic. This one definitely took a lot longer than those other ones, but I'm really grateful um, for the feedback, for the support of, of you, my listeners, my viewers, all my readers. I hope that this is one that you will love and I really appreciate and I want to thank you in advance for pre-ordering the copy. It will be out on December 8th. And when you pre-order it, it's just so very helpful to authors when you pre-order their work. So I thank you so much in advance. I wish you lots of love and blessings. And we're going to pick this up next week with another short talk on what to expect in the second and third part of The Goddess Discovered. So meanwhile, I thank you. I'm thinking about you always. I am keeping you in my prayers. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I cannot wait to see you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, guess what? My new book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, Understand Your Soul's Journey Through Time is out and available. And you can order this book and visit ancient civilizations, including prehistory hunter-gatherers, Mesopotamia, Babylon, the Persian Empire, Egypt, Greece, Europe, the Americas, Rome, Asia, and Australia, and travel into other worlds, including Atlantis and Lemuria, outer space, and so much more. This book features over 50 guided journeys to help you understand your soul's journey through time. So check it out. Visit my website, pastlifelady.com. Click on the book link and order Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life 
Lady。